Welcome to WCSU 411, a podcast about interesting people and events at Western Connecticut State University. I'm Paul Steinmetz, and I'll be talking today with Barbara Viegas about events in the coming week. And later, I'll be talking with Kim Ribchick, the basketball coach of the women's basketball team and two of her players about the upcoming season. We're going to start with Barbara. And uh, I want to let people know a little bit about you, Barbara. You're a student here. What else can you tell us about yourself? Uh, Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, I'm a junior. I live in Danbury. I major in JLA, and I'm the vice president of student relations for the Student Government Association. Great. So what do you do as VP of student relations? Uh, Well, basically, I'm in charge of a lot of, like, the big events that SGA um, funds and just publicity and that kind of thing, like student engagement, Um, really just, like, the event kind of part towards of SGA. Mm-hmm. So you're not a guest today. You're the co-host of this segment. So, uh, you know, get over that part and just remember <laughs> you're coming back every week, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. And this is a great week to start off uh, talking about events because homecomings this coming weekend, right? There's a lot of stuff to do. And Barbara, what are you looking forward to especially? Uh, well, definitely the street fair because it's the day of homecoming. So we get That's to watch Saturday. the football game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Saturday. Uh, very cool. We have a lot of clubs coming and like having their own tables and different activities. I know we have like the usual, um, the car bash one that they like pay to like bash a car in and uh, some dunk tanks as well. So it's going to be really cool this, this week or yeah, this Saturday. <laughs> Do you have the carnival rides and things like that this um, year? No, I, feel like, I think a few um, different clubs will have like some sort of carnival events mm-hmm. like the dunk tank and such, but nothing huge. It'll still be really fun though. It's supposed to be good weather too. Yeah, hopefully. And how about the bonfire? Are you going to that? Um, yeah, I'm going to go to the bonfire. Very fun. Huge. Hundreds of people show up oh, for yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. It's always a lot of fun. And um, did you coordinate some of the other things like Superhero Day? Oh, well, that's um, part of CSI. So our advisors for SGA coordinated most of that. Oh. Um, but it's really cool to participate. So Are you going to dress up as a superhero? Oh, um, I think, didn't that day pass, I think? I think that was yesterday. But I did dress up. Um, I just wore like Batman socks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did anyone notice? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to uh, make a canoe, a cardboard canoe, and race in it, or do the chili cook off? Uh, well, the cardboard canoe I didn't sign up for. I wish I did because um, I know the cheerleading team. When I was on it, we I'm pretty sure we won one year, mm. and it was really fun. Um, I regret not signing up, but it's supposed to be really cool as well. Really? Yeah. So it does does the canoes really um, go over the water or they yeah, sink right away? Surprisingly enough, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like a lot of tape and um, cardboard. And it's so funny, like watching everyone trying to get from one side of the pool to the other one. Everyone always like drowns. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> that's good. And how about pajama day? When's that coming up? Oh, that's on Friday. It's really cool, though, because um, usually SGA is, um, is business casual. And we're all wearing our pajamas this <laughs> Friday for Senate. So... <laughs> So people really really think that's a good idea to wear pajamas to school and class and stuff? (laughs) Yeah. For Spirit Week, yeah. Mm, (laughs) And uh, we have a couple of, a lot of athletic events on Saturday, right? There's women's soccer is playing at 2 o'clock down at the um, athletic facility. They tied yesterday, but they're still undefeated at 11-1. It's a great start for the women's soccer team, which we love. Uh, And the football team is going to play at 6 here at home, it's the homecoming game against Worcester State. They're uh, three and one, so they have a good start too. Yeah, they have a great quarterback this year that's uh, making helping them win. 
So is there any other homecoming stuff that you want to talk about before we go into any of the other things? Um, well, homecoming related, not so much, but Fall Fest related. Um, I'm not sure if that's like the official name yet, but for the Tiesto event that we're having on campus, he's a really huge DJ, actually second best paid DJ of 2017, right after Calvin Harris. Hmm. So he's going to be on campus November 11th. And we're selling tickets all up until the day off, pretty much until they sell out. And it's only $23 for students, which is actually amazing because usually they go for like hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. for his show because he's just so popular. So that's one thing that I really wanted to talk about because it's so exciting and very cool that our school was able to, you know, book him. So. And you can fit in 2,500 people or so in there in oh, the yeah. uh, O'Neill Center, right? Yeah. Um, we have around 1,000 tickets to give out to students and then the rest are being... Um, sold by Tiesto himself so mm. oh so you sell the tick the thousand tickets that SGA bought you're selling yes. those right and then Tiesto selling the others yep good. and they're going pretty fast so good and it's open to the public and you can get them on the website uh you can get them at any info desk so like the west side one or the um midtown student center mm-hmm. you can just buy them there um for students it's 23 dollars and for guests it's 43 yeah that's pretty good still too. a great deal yeah. yeah how did you swing that um, well, we have a really great advisor this year, um, John Murphy. He w- had like connections and stuff with like pub, um, like publicity people that like connected us with him. So we were just really lucky this year to be able to have him. John Murphy was a great asset. Hmm. That's great. I didn't know that about John. Yeah. So there are a couple of other uh, things happening on campus that are important that and interesting. There's an illustration exhibit at the art gallery with ten different illustrators, including uh, Wendell Miner, who I interviewed last week and is still up on the uh, WCSU 411 podcast. And um, we have a Latin, a taste of Latin American dinner from 4 to 7 p.m. on Wednesday, October 11th. So if you like Latin American food, you can go to that. Do you like that? Yeah, actually, they'd had an, they had another dinner, I think, uh, a week ago. And I went to that one. It was really great. Yeah, Very good. Good food. And we have... Um, also, another big thing that I'm looking forward to on October 9th, we have Reindeer Herders of Northern Mongolia, a lecture by an assistant professor here, uh, Dr. Jeannie Hatcherson. She went to Northern Mongolia and talked to the reindeer herders there and lived with them for a while. And she's talking about um, uh, that kind of life. It's part of the food and culture class uh, talked, taught here on campus. And I don't know whether it's food or culture, uh, what part that falls into, but that's coming up. It's also free and open to the public. So we expect a big crowd there. Now, Barbara, October 9th, Monday is Columbus Day. Uh, all the, um, uh, a lot of people will be off on vacation, on uh, taking day off that day, including people here, but classes are in session. I know. Oh, my goodness. I wish they weren't. <laughs> so remember, you're not going to cut class, right? No, definitely not. <laughs> not as vice president you can't do that no you can't do that they'll notice <laughs> yes they will <laughs> all right so that wraps it up for our first uh, uh look at the week's events we'll be back with uh, next week's podcast but first hang on and listen to my interview with kim ribchick and two uh members of the women's basketball team coming up right now thanks barbara thank you I'm Paul Steinmetz, and today we are recording on the Midtown campus in the basement of Whitehall with women's basketball coach Kim Ribchick and two players, senior Caitlin Labonte and sophomore Emma Belcourt. 
Coach Ripchick was named head women's basketball coach here at Westcon in 2002. She was a star on the Westcon women's basketball team and was a Division III third-team All-American for the whole country. And still, she's still the career assist leader with 606 assists. She ranks seventh on the Colonials' all-time steals list with 199. She's been named Little East Conference Coach of the Year five times. Before rejoining WestCon, she was an assistant coach at several Division I and Division II schools in New England and was head coach at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute and Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas. Caitlin is a guard from South Windsor. She was named to the LEC, the Little East Conference Winter All-Academic Team. She's a recipient of the WCSU Defensive Player of the Year Award. She was named to the Little East Conference All-Rookie Team and she was the WCSU Women's Basketball Rookie of the Year. Emma's a guard. She's a sophomore from Cromwell. She uh, was in high school a second team and honorable mention all-conference selection during her high school career. She was a member of two state championship teams. So these are two very uh, accomplished basketball players and their coach. Uh, but first, we're going to talk not about basketball playing, but we're but about a recent national honor that the entire team earned. Uh, the women's, uh, it was a, um, uh, the women's team placed in the National Academic Top 25 Team Honor Roll for the first time. The team had a ninth place ranking, so it was in the top 10. WestCon's team had a cumulative GPA of 3.593 and shared the top 10 with the likes of Emerson College, New York University, and MIT, all of, none of whom have heard of Westcom before, and finished ahead of William Smith, Vassar, and Ithaca College. So it was a great honor and great accomplishment, national accomplishment. So Coach, how important to you is this honor? Um, this is one of probably the most significant honors um, that we've received as a team here during my tenure um, in the last 15 years. Um, we talk about academics on a daily basis. We preach it. We, we make sure they have the right support. Um, and every year, you know, we've, we've been strong, you know, year in and year out academically, we've been strong. But to actually, you know, make the top 25 for the WBCA in the country in Division Three um, was also something we've talked about, but it's just such a tough task. And for the, the fact that they not only did it for the first time uh, together, but top 10 is truly amazing. I think this just ranks right up there with anything that we could possibly achieve on the court. Mm -hmm. Is that how you feel, Emma? That it ranks the same as what you could do, like winning a championship? Um, yes, and in some cases, I think it almost goes further because when it comes to your grades and your education, I think that's almost what could get you further in life with certain jobs that you apply for. But I also think that being on a team and a part of a team is also an important skill to have on a resume as well. Hmm. Caitlin, did uh, was the academic outlook here at Westcon one of the reasons one of the things you considered when you joined the team or came to Westcon and uh, joined the team um, I actually had the opportunity to meet with Dr. Cook the honors director when I visited here and he's an amazing man and it's an amazing honors program we have and I could tell that when I was being recruited that coach really valued academics which was super important to me because we are student athletes and when I met the team 
the environment you can tell is really supportive and it proved to be so in my three years so far here. You, from what I've seen of the team, the players all uh, seem to work, play well together, work well together, and are supportive and uh, like each other, right? So do you spend time studying together too? Um, actually, yeah, we do a lot of things together, um, including like we'll go to the calf and we'll say we're going to eat a quick meal, but we'll be sitting there for two hours. And before mm. you know, we're the last ones in the calf, uh, watch movies together. And I know that like I help certain teammates study and do flashcards and it's just like a real family feel when you're here. So, mm -hmm. Caitlin, you have uh, you're in the social work department, right? Yes, that's your major. So uh, you've had at least two internships during your career here at Westcon, right? Yes. What are you doing now? Um, right now, I'm interning at Wilton Youth Services. Um, it's really awesome how Coach is so willing to work our basketball schedules around everything. I'm actually a double major in the honors program, and I don't think if I went to any other university that I would have had a coach so willing to make that possible. And my team's also very supportive of all of my academic endeavors, and I hope that they know that I feel the same way, too, for them. What's your other major? Political science. Hmm. And you're a senior. What do you plan to do next after graduation? Um, I'm not entirely sure what I want to do. I'm interested in doing some type of international relations work in terms of social work. Uh, there's a bunch of different options. Eventually, I want to go to grad school, but one of my main things right now is looking to join the Peace Corps. Hmm. And uh, Emma, you work as well as play and mm -hmm. go to uh, play basketball and go to uh, school. What do you do? Um, well, I'm a graphic design major. Um, and a lot of people don't really know about that, but there's a lot of different fields you can go into with it, whether it's animation, advertising, web design. Um, and I also, during the summer, I work at a, I waitress while we also have summer league and lifting and other things. Um, and oh no, I lost track. Uh, well, being in basketball, you know, you're not Division One where you're playing all year yeah. round. You're going to Europe and things like that, like some of the Division One teams do. But you are playing all year round, not for a coach, but often in uh, other leagues, right? And uh, lifting, as you say, and practicing on your own. It may not be uh, seven day a week, 24 or eight hours a day, right? But you are very involved in basketball to play at this mm -hmm. level and succeed at this level, right? Yeah, I, I just think for a Division Three uh, athlete, I think it's remarkable how much um, they are committed to everything that they do. And when you talk about jobs and, you know, being in school and uh, getting your education and being a part of a women's basketball team or any sport program for that matter, um, I think they, they really bust butt in the summer to try to work as many hours as they can, um, you know, to, to save up, you know, to pay for their tuition to school. I think one of the things that they sacrifice actually during the school year is maybe not working as much, if at all, because there's such a commitment to being a student and doing well and doing well at your sport. And so I'm just so proud, incredibly proud of them because it's, it's, it's 12 months, you know, and it's a different kind of 12 months. So when you're out of season, you're working on your game just as much, but now you're also trying to work, you're trying to save money, you're trying to pay for your education. And, you know, that's one of the reasons I came back to Western when you mentioned earlier being at all those Division One and Division Two schools. I love the Division Three kid. I was one of them, and I love how hard they work and how, how much of a passion it is that they have with inside them. 
Well, the other thing about basketball is it goes through two semesters too, right? It's, you don't get any let up from uh, during the school year. You are really uh, doing everything. You're really hard working uh, during for the uh, for twelve months, I think. Yeah, and we're only sport. one of three sports that overlap both semesters, men's and women's basketball and swimming. And it's, it, it is super tough. And it's not like you can say, okay, second semester, schedule the bulk of your tough classes or night class. You don't have that luxury right. because you are falling over two semesters. Mm-hmm. Coach, you uh, were a, a very good basketball player here too. And I imagine you were a good student too, right? Um, I had to really, really work for my grades. Um, uh, it didn't come easy to me. So if someone put in 20 hours, I had to put in 30. You know, it just it just didn't come easy to me. I knew, though, when I was in school, um, you know, how much I loved the game. And um, I majored in communications just because I knew hopefully when I graduated and moved on, it would involve some, some type of being involved with basketball, with sports, where you do a lot of communicating, a lot of communication, a lot of public speaking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So do you remember what your GPA was? Uh, I do not. Do you have that in front of you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I do not remember exactly what it was. It sounds like your players though, have a better GPAs than you did when you were. I'm going to gather to say, and I know we have to be careful with releasing GPAs, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to, so I, I guess I'll, I'll, I won't do that. But the, these two, Emma and LB, um, their GPAs are absolutely phenomenal, and uh, I couldn't walk in their shoes with their GPA for sure. Hmm. Yeah. They can say what they are, uh, and they're very, very good. Um, uh, so when you um, let's talk um, about your art a little bit, um, uh, have you thought about what you're going to do when you get out of college? Um, I think I want to go into either web design or um, something to do with advertisements and making logos for certain companies. Mm -hmm. Have you you been an artist all your life? Yeah, I mean, my mom even has a photo saved that I drew when I was three. I attempted to draw my brother. But um, (laughs) I don't know, I just always loved painting and drawing, and it's always something that's relaxed me. Mm -hmm. Coach, on the website, it mentions that you have... uh, 100% 100% graduation rate for your players who play all four years too. That's super important to me. And, you know, some it's taken kids maybe an extra year, so it always hasn't been um, maybe within that four-year period. But um, they all have graduated. And, um, like, that's why you're here. You know, you're here for education. You know what's, what's a little bit um, unique about last year and making the top 25? It Ironically, it was the first year that I no longer had study halls. <laughs> and so it, you kind of look at that and you're like, well, what do you mean? Why didn't, you know, I thought long and hard about it. And I, and I know that the, the kind of kid that we recruit really wants to be successful on the court and in the classroom. And I just didn't feel the need to have to tell them when to study. I knew that they were going to get it done. So to put hours and put a location for them, the other part of that too for me was the fact that um, no one's going to hold their hand when they graduate and get a job and have to go to work. No one's going to tell them to get their work done. They have to get it done. So I made that rather tough decision to say, hey, I'm not going to tell you where and when to go. I expect you to get it done. And they did. And sure enough, I mean, like I say, ironically, it was the first time we make the top 25. So they're very accountable and that's one of the things that we teach in our program to be accountable for themselves Hmm. um and they take that to heart and they they do such a wonderful job with it 
Caitlin, did you work with some of the younger players about how to manage their time uh, without study halls? Um, maybe not specifically without study halls, but I actually am, in our program, we have like a big sister, little sister program, and I am Emma's big sister. And I remember when she came in freshman year, I just helped her a lot with academically answering a lot of questions. And when it came time for her to make her schedule again for the spring semester of her freshman year, she like came to my room and we sat down and we like planned it all out and I helped her pick out good teachers and stuff like that. So that was like a good amount of involvement that we had. So you have to have a good big sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, I think I'm, everyone takes that role seriously. So I, I think the whole team is a great big sister. And the big sister starts when a recruit commits to us and is still in high school. So that big sister interaction, they're getting a phone call from a current player um, as the academic year is winding down, reaching out to them, and then getting with them in the summertime, showing them the weightlifting program, showing them the individual workout, asking if they have questions with sports, where all the things you need to be to do to get cleared. So it starts very early in the process, and then hopefully it just carries through for their four years. I'll actually uh, never forget the first time LB and I, or Caitlin, that's her uh, team nickname is LB, but um, we met up for the first time. She met me at a smoothie place in the middle of the summer, and I remember being so stressed about the paperwork we had to fill out and the lifting we had to do and how everything worked, and I remember walking in, and she just had this really like very zen, like relaxed vibe, and uh, she made everything seem like it was a piece of cake, and even now at school when I happen to get really stressed, she's still someone I go to. And she always makes it seem like everything's like just not as serious as it is, even though it is. She just really calms you down in that sense. So, are you somebody's big sister now? I am not yet, but hopefully next year. <laughs> Good. I don't think so, a lot of uh, other programs have that, right? I know that some Division Two and Division One programs don't have this big sister idea. I, I think it's just you know something I picked up. Um, or implemented when I was up at Rensselaer and it's stuck with me ever since and we've just done ever since so I really don't know how many other teams or programs incorporate that in their program. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about uh, the upcoming season okay what's your outlook so far coach? Well I can't um, officially get with them until October 15th so they're on their own with captains workouts and trying to get themselves in the best shape they can which they've been doing since the summertime so it didn't happen when school started um, we graduated a huge class so we graduated four players um, three three starters on and off um, and the fourth one easily a starter but we bring her off the bench um, that's a big class um, typically you're graduating maybe two you know so players so um, losing them um, bringing in five freshmen makes us super young so we have five freshmen five sophomores that's a very young group of kids and two juniors and two seniors um, but I am beyond excited um, you know probably a lot of people when they're talking about our program will be talking about our youth and you know how young we are and you know maybe down the road things will come together and all of that but um I'm not really going to go in that direction. Um, we're implementing a whole new system with this group of young ladies, which I think is like the perfect time to do it because when you have an older group, you and I've been there as a player, you kind of get set in your ways. You don't, you're not good with change. Um, but when you have a younger group, it's like I think it's easier to make a major change, which is what we're doing. Um, and the beauty of that is I met with my three captains over the summer, and I really needed them on board because it's major changes. 
and I really needed their support and I, I really needed them to rally behind what I wanted to do. And I remember we were at lunch and I just remember being like halfway through this conversation of trying to sell them on what I wanted to do. And LB is just kind of basically like, coach, we just want to win an LEC championship, whatever it takes. Like whatever you want to do, whatever it takes is what we're going to do. And right then and there, I knew, okay, we're ready to go. So it's going to be an exciting style. It's going to be a lot of up and down. They're going to be playing a lot of bodies. Um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting basketball to watch. Have you heard about this yet, Emma? Yes, yes. Uh, I'm, actually, I'm very excited as well. Good. So you've talked probably just, Caitlin, to some of the other uh, players. <clears throat> Have they, are they accepting it too? Yeah, everybody. There's an incredible atmosphere that we're having in our preseason workouts this year. It's just such a great environment to be in. And every time we show up, you can tell everybody wants to be there and they want to get better. And the amount of positivity that is like literally seeping through everyone's bones is incredible because I like am so excited to go play pickup and to like work out and people are getting on each other and yelling at each other if we see someone slacking and not working as hard, which is exactly what we need because if you're doing the bare minimum, that's what you'll end up being is the bare minimum. And, uh, so, Coach, you seem very excited about it, maybe more excited than I've seen you in a couple of years about uh, this team. Yeah, I, I think, too, because for me, it's personal growth and change, which um, making this big jump, this big leap into something completely different than what I'm used to coaching or teaching players um, made me very vulnerable. And then, like I say, to know that when I met with my three captains this summer that they had my back, um, kind of gave me the confidence, so to speak. You know, I'm always trying to instill confidence in my players, but they kind of gave it back to me at that moment. And we're going to go through peaks and valleys, as with anything that's new. Um, but I got to a point, I think, you know, I've been coach almost 30 years now, and I just I got to a point where it's like I wanted to not so much teach plays anymore as, as much as I wanted to teach them how to play. And that's what this allows. A lot of freedom. Um, coaches are very much the majority of us are very much control freaks um you basically have to give up all control in this system and hmm. that's got me a little nervous but i'm willing to take that step we haven't won the conference since 2011 so it's time to make a change because that's exactly what we want to do is win the lec championship well that's very interesting giving up uh, uh control i know other coaches and she's right they're all control freaks and <laughs> you know not usually very happy about anything and um so it'll be an interesting season huh yeah in a lot of ways like in a lot of ways and i don't know there's something about this group and granted i haven't been with them in a um, basketball court setting yet but there's something about this group that's special. There's something that's happening right now, and um, there's a vibe going on. So, you know, we're going to take hits for sure. I mean, I mean that's going to be part of the, the process with this new system. Um, but let's see where we are at the end of the year. Let's just take baby steps and see where we are at the end of the year. Yeah, that's great. And are you planning the uh, fundraising breakfast coming up soon? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> um, I am. And I do believe, because you're catching me a little off guard, I do believe it's October 30th, which mm -hmm. is a Monday. Um, and it is our biggest fundraiser. Um, not, not only do you know we look to try to raise a lot of money for the program, 
but I think one of the most significant things about our breakfast is us connecting with the campus community. I cannot think how many people come out and support us and our sponsors um, at this event, um, from the president on down. I just, we have just such great support. And without the, the campus community, without those sponsorships, this doesn't happen. So I'm very thankful to everybody who helps us. So Caitlin and Emma, let's wrap up with your critique of Coach Ribchick. What do you think of her as a coach? My critique? Emma, you can take it away. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I really... The senior passed the buck to the sophomore. Um, coach, is, uh, she's very old school in the sense that she's tough. Um, she doesn't let things go. Uh, she doesn't let things fly. Um, and she's just always on you in the right way. She pushes your buttons, but I think that's really necessary when you're going through the transition of being a high schooler to an adult. I think that's really important. So she uh, pushes buttons beyond just the basketball court. It comes with respect, being on time, eye contact, um, and just being ready to be on your game at all times. And uh, she's also very personal. So if you always, if you ever have a problem, she's not just a coach. She's someone you can go to. Something's bothering you. She's always there for a hug or a talk. And I think she's just very helpful. Um, I don't know. I always, like, she's someone. I've never really had a coach to push me as hard as she has. And um, my freshman year, I've had a little bit of difficulty with that. Um, but I think I'm really embracing it this year. And I'm, I'm like, extremely excited for the season to start. Yeah. Uh, coach is really uh made me into the leader that I am today, I would have to say. Uh, coming in as a freshman, I never thought I would have um, took on such a leadership role by my senior year. And I was never very vocal. I was always one who would just like kind of sit back and coach really brought out the leadership qualities in me, which I'm really thankful for because that's not something that is just in basketball. That's something that I'm gonna use my entire life. And yeah. Good job, coach. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I think at the end of the day, I learn more from them than they do from me, to be quite honest. So, you know, every day we're all growing, you know. So It's partly who you try to recruit for the team too, right? Completely. <laughs> um, you know, the first thing that you see when, when you're recruiting is the athlete in them. And then the next piece I want to get to is the person. And if the person isn't a, a team player, unselfish, great attitude, all about their education, uh, we walk away from it and we don't recruit it. Mm -hmm. And um, that's super important to us. You spend all summers doing uh, uh, recruiting and watching kids play. and We do. Um, that's the where we build our list, where we, we get out to all the AAU tournaments and um, see as many kids as we can possibly see. And then hopefully by August, I, I'm tackling those phone calls and, and bringing them to campus and meeting them and finding out who they are and then really shrinking that list. Um, I, I'm a put all your eggs in one basket kind of girl. So um, I don't recruit like, you know, this time of year, probably coaches are still dealing with mass number of recruits. Um, you know, we're down to our top 10 and we, we know who we want in our program. And if it's only one or five, that's what it is at the end of the day. So we don't put a, a number on it. We just know what, per, what kind of person that we want um, to be part of our basketball family. And however that shakes out, that's who's going to join us and be with us. Mm -hmm. Can I say something? Yep. Um, so when I was being recruited, I had torn my ACL. And I could not play my senior year. And I remember I was like, oh, my goodness, no one's going to want me. No one's going to recruit me. And I called coach, and I was like, I just want you to know, like, I'm still interested, but, like, I tore my ACL. And she was like, okay, 
so uh, when are you coming to visit kind of thing, which is speaks a lot to just the character of all the coaches in the program and the fact that I was not playing in any of my games my senior year, but almost every single one of my games, one of the assistant coaches was there to watch me still. So that's really important, and that's how I knew coming into this that it was going to be a really great family feel and how important the player was, not just as an athlete, but as a person. And I wanted to also add to that. Um, when it came down to the end of my uh, my summer before deciding, um, I actually didn't have a lot of schools in mind or even a lot of coaches that reached out. And so uh, I was like, oh, look at a state school. It has a good art program and a good basketball program. And so I, I emailed her and got in touch with her. And she actually drove down herself to my hometown in Cromwell. And um, she watched an AAU practice. We talked. And she also, she just went the extra step to help me out. And here we are. <laughs> We didn't necessarily get Emma out of the gates, and I'm not so sure she wants to share that story, um, but she had her sights set on, a, on another school, but then she came to her senses and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, knew that Western was the right choice for her. Yes. Mm. It's nice how it, when it works out like that, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah, and it's great to have such an understanding coach. and She's just, That's like great. I said, she's, she's very personable when you need it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that, Paul. I'm, I'm really not sure how to take that. Call. I don't know. Do you, uh, Caitlin and Emma, do you go brag to the other students, uh, athletes, about your uh, honor roll here? Um, I've actually had some professors talk about it in class. Yeah. Um, I know that one of our other teammates, Tashai, she literally had one of her professors like stop class. Professor like, Dwyer. Yes. Was like, you're on the women's basketball team. That's an incredible accomplishment. And like, I've had like people, like Dr. Cook has talked to me about it. Like other people who are just like, wow, this is incredible. We're get, being honored by the president. He's having a lunch for us this Friday, actually. It's just been so nice. I mean, people have been so complimented of what we've done. And I got a really nice long email from the dean of the business school and just people just, you know, just being so proud, you know, and, you know, we're proud of, you know, as a coach in the athletic department, I'm proud of all the student athletes that do well and that have success. And we're just, we're just one. We're just, we're kind of have the spotlight, spotlight on us right now just because of making this honor. But we have a tremendous group of student athletes in our department that are just phenomenal students, phenomenal. It's nice that you're getting recognition around the campus, though, too. Yeah. No, it, it really is. And um, it's, I don't know, it's just it, everything that th these young ladies have done on the court in the classroom and to be recognized for how hard they work at their education is just fantastic. And, you know, we're fortunate to have, you know, LB mentioned earlier that she's in the honors program. And we have a roster of 14, and four of our 14 players are in the honors program, and that's just incredible. I mean, that's just awesome. It's a tough honors program, too. It's not just <laughs> yeah. uh, signing up for it. And uh, Well, I think Dr. Cook is amazing. And, you know, the thing that's nice about um, having Dr. Cook at university, which is a tremendous asset, is he helps with our recruiting. You know, he'll meet with our student-athletes. You know, he'll go the extra yard to talk to them and, you know, to encourage them to be part of Western. And I, I, I actually think there's some of our players that came to Western because of him, not because of me or the team, but because of him. I mean, he's that good in our eyes. 
It's interesting because you uh, hear from, I hear sometimes from professors who say, oh, uh, athletics is everything here, which it really isn't, but they are a little jealous of the attention sometimes that athletics gets. But really it is integrated, athletics are integrated here into uh, the university and the academics and the honors program and uh, uh, the way people, the administration and many professors think about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I like again, I can't say enough the support we have for our program from the campus community community. And, you know, one one great thing when we talked about the breakfast earlier is when you look around that room that morning of the breakfast and you look around that room. I mean, you're talking deans, you're talking the president, you're talking professors, you're talking. It's just amazing and that they come there that early in the morning before their day starts to help us fundraise, to help support our players and to help recognize them is just tremendous. It's just absolutely tremendous. You always do a video at the beginning of that uh, breakfast. Have you started on the video yet? Well, actually, um, I, I haven't talked to anyone about that. And I was going to talk to LB about that today, <laughs> that I'd like her to kind of get started with that, because that's just a really nice piece. And you kind of get to see, you know, we do our scavenger hunt where we're taking pictures of, they have to find people all over campus um, and take pictures with them. And, you know, one of the other things that we do, and I just want to mention this as well, that I think we love doing as a team is we have an honorary coach for our games. So before the season starts, it doesn't so much involve our freshmen as it involves our sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Um, but we sit down at a table, and we go around the table to each player, and we ask them, like, who at this university, whether it's a professor, whether it's a campus police person, whether it's someone in the dining, food services, who at this university makes your day better here? Who impacts you in a positive way? And it, it could be just anybody that, that works for Western Connecticut. And so everyone, you know, picks a person, maybe two, maybe some people have three. That's how much they're impacted by people here. And then we invite them to sit on the bench with us for a game. And we call them our honorary coach and, you know, we give them a T-shirt. We get them involved with our program. And it's amazing how many new people I've met over the years since we've done that. Um, but then they come back to games the following year. And that's just cool. That's mm -hmm. really great. So... I used to think coaching was just going to the game, yelling at the kids and, uh, you know, wrapping up afterwards, but it's more than that. Just a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach and Emma and Caitlin, thanks very much for being here today. Have a great season. Get on that honor roll again next year, please. <laughs> thank you. I want to thank our producer, Pete Puccio, today, who made this podcast available to the rest of the world. Without him, we'd be nothing. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe at WCSU Media on iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher so you can stay up to date with all editions of WCSU 411. You can leave a comment or a review. Please tell your friends, the other teammates, uh, to tune in to learn more about Western Connecticut State University and the interesting conversations we have, like the one we had today with Coach Kim Ribchick, Emma Belcourt, and Caitlin Labonte. Thanks, everyone. Thank, Thank you so much. Well, uh, the coach just benched me. I found out that I've been mispronouncing her name for the entire time that I've known the coach. It's not Coach Ribchick. It's Ribsick. Right, Coach? Yes. Is that what it yes. is? Coach Ribsick. So from now on, that's what I'll use. And uh, please remember that when you meet her on the street or on campus, it's Coach Kim Ribsick. <laughs>